welcome back to the Rough Draft Podcast. I'm Janiah Brown, one of your co-hosts for this season. And I'm Caroline Junkin, your other co-host. Welcome back. And on this episode, we are talking about ways to stay safe when going out anywhere, and we're going to give you some tips. Today, we are interviewing both YCP's Title IX coordinator and the head of campus safety to gain insight into how we can stay safe while still having fun with our friends this weekend. My name is Miguel Pereira. Um, I'm the Title IX coordinator here at YCP. One of the first things you want to talk about, especially when going out here in college as well as going out really anywhere, is that it's better to stay in numbers. Mm-hmm. Because if you're going out with a friend, that means when you come together, you should also be together. So that way you always have at least one person to be there to make sure that you're staying safe. Yeah, don't go anywhere alone. And if for some reason you absolutely have to walk somewhere alone, Make sure that you have somebody on a phone call or a FaceTime until you are getting to wherever you need to go. And that's only in, like, just don't do that. (laughs) All right. And for the main part, also, it's also knowing that your friends should have a way to see where you are. And I think my way of doing that is Live 360. That's how I do it, too. I think we have Find My Phone. We can do Find My Friends. You can also do Snapchat maps. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah, I think those are the main They're very helpful. Yes. So you can share your location at least even just one friend so they can have like a constant ability to see where you're at. And some other things, I was always told these in high school, don't drink anything from someone you don't know. And also, if for some reason you put your drink down, get a new one. Do not pick your drink back up. And one thing that we want to make sure that everyone knows about is the resources on campus. Actually, Mr. Miguel, I think you may be a little bit better to talk about this than Mm -hmm. we would be. Yeah, before I go into the resources on campus, I think this is a good time to possibly just just stop for a second and just everybody kind of take out their phones and put in campus safety's number. Um, And that number is 717-815-1314. And I think the reason for that is, is that it's definitely an essential number that you should have in your phone. Um, And you could use it being on Jackson Street, being off campus. You could use it being on campus. um, And it's supposed to be the one office that's on campus that's always working 24-7, 365. And I just want to repeat the number one more time for anyone that may have missed it the first time. The number is 717-815-1314. And then isn't, like, our school has the blue lights. Can mm-hmm. you explain what, how the blue lights actually work? Yeah, so the blue lights were actually created to make sure that if you, let's say, a lot of people didn't use, have cell phones back in the 80s and 90s, if you could believe that, at one time <laughs> period on a college campus. But they were created essentially for to make sure that if you need to get a hold of campus safety or you need to get a hold of university police, regardless of whatever institution you're at, is that you had some sort of way to uh, be safe, um, regardless of wherever you're at. Uh, The blue lights actually kind of make sure that you stay exactly right by that blue light so it's safe for you to be there. Um, The blue lights are always on. Um, I know for here at Campus Safety, um, they're very adamant about checking, making sure that those blue lights work. So they're always checked. Um, I don't know how often they're checked, but I know that they're checked often enough to where um, they work on campus and they keep people safe. Um, so the objective of the blue light is, is that it's supposed to call Campus Safety and they're supposed to get an escort for you. 
uh, a lot of students have used it in the past to where if they felt unsafe on campus, they felt uncomfortable, maybe they don't know their surroundings in their area, and they've used it to feel safe and possibly get an escort back to their residence hall. Nice. Um, that's usually what it's used for. Um, other people have used it if they're an off-campus student that's trying to get to another parking lot on the other side of campus, um, and they might need an escort back, but their cell phone is dead, right? Or they don't have a cell phone, as right, I talked right. about earlier. So um, that's the reason for the blue lights. I think that they're very helpful. Um, I think that's a, it's a tool that's not used by a lot of students based off of the technology right. that we have here at YCP, though. Yeah, I haven't heard of a lot of people having to use them, but thank you. It's good to know how to use them in case I need to. I also think it's really nice that our school does do escorts if you need one. Yeah. I think I had to use, I've only used one, used the service once so far. Oh, okay. Because I have a fear of walking by myself at any time almost sometimes. Right. So, like, my freshman year when I had to go to, like, my, na- my night lab class, I used to get an escort if the shuttles weren't running in the right time to get an escort back to Northside Commons. Oh, okay. That way I didn't have to walk from there to come back to my dorm. And also when I lived on West Campus, if I had to park in the back of the parking lot, sometimes I would get an escort for me back to the parking lot if it was the middle of the night. Especially when, like, when I was still in Student Senate because right. the meetings ran until... They were late, right? They were like t- I think they finished at like 10.30. So I would get out to my dorm around 11 at that point. And if you're at the par- back parking lot of West Campus, it's almost... A quarter, it's crazy. It's a quarter of a mile yeah. walk by yourself. Well, it's good to know that you've used it and it's been a good service for you. Oh, yes. Um, and then there's also the Live Safe app that students can download. Yeah, usually the, the Live Safe app is always uh, advertised by Campus Safety here. Um, we always tell students to download that. It's for safety purposes to make sure that somebody knows where you're at, but also it gives you updates of exactly where you're at on campus. Just in case you're on a campus, I remember myself long time ago being on a campus to where I didn't know the campus um, and not being aware of exactly like, oh, there's a West Campus and there's a main campus like here at YCP just as an example. And basically, that LiveSafe app it actually serves as a map for you so you know actually where you are on campus, but it also serves for you as to where you could be safe. The objective of the particular app is to make sure that you feel safe, but also having resources of safety to reach out to at the same time. So okay. I encourage any student, I mean, uh, myself, um, I have it. Um, Download the app. It's free. It literally takes two seconds to um, sign on, create an account, and um, uh, saying this because I, I learned this a long time ago is that safety never takes a holiday, right? It's mm-hmm. like the exactly. one thing that is always consistently there is like a person's basic needs are safety. Right. And you have many apps on your phone, you have all different things on your phone download that app. I, I can't stress that enough to our students here. Yeah. I think also the one of the cool things about Live Safe, it gives constant updates on things that are going on on campus. So oh, if there's okay. any incident going around that's nearby to the school, it'll notify you. So like, now we get like the tech messages and the emails. Yeah, yeah. Live Safe also push through, pushes oh, through okay. the notifications to push the notifications. Okay. Nice. If you have the notifications set on. Okay. Yeah, so everybody, please go download that. Uh, so we went over some of the general tips. Do you have any more, Mr. McGowan? I'm just going to go over the general tips that you gave and just maybe give a little bit more detail on sure. them. But That's I think perfect. that you got, I think you've got, you know, a lot of the general things down. Um, you know, don't go somewhere with somebody that you don't know, but also don't go somewhere that you don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. just in general. That's a good second part. You know what I mean? Like, 
if you don't know where you're going, you don't, you know, like I, I probably wouldn't feel comfortable. I'd feel uncomfortable going somewhere um, that I don't know. I, mm-hmm. you know, just moving here recently in the last year, there was a lot of places that I had to put in ways or another, yeah, you know, yeah. way to get around campus or something along those lines. But I've used that as a rule of thumb any time period is that if you don't know anybody and you don't know where you're going, why are you going in the first place? Um, so that would be my first thing. Um, and again, the same thing. Don't drink um, anything from someone that you don't know, but don't drink anything that you feel uncomfortable drinking, right? You're ingesting um, stuff into your own body. It's your body. It's mm-hmm. You should have control over that. Right. So the peer pressure part of people telling you you should drink, you should drink, different things like that, that should never happen. I mean, you shouldn't expose yourself to that. Right. You should feel comfortable with everything that you're absolutely doing. like yeah. consenting right mm-hmm. it's yeah. the same exact exactly. thing you're consenting to your own body telling you that you should have whatever you're going to mm-hmm. have or expose yourself whatever you're going to expose yourself to um the next one is is that um if you put your drink down honestly i did this a lot um when i was at um either college parties or just you know being an adult now is that i go and i grab a new drink even mm-hmm. if it's just been sitting there for more than two seconds you do not know what people are capable of it's very very dangerous and i can tell you this again and i'll say very very dangerous again because you don't know what you're exposing yourself to you don't know what people's intentions are um so if you've you know you put down your drink you've left it there Mm -hmm. go ahead get a new one um i would i would definitely say that um understanding exactly awareness i'm just going to bring up the awareness part again um understand where you're at Mm-hmm. Um, and understand where you are. Um, that makes a big difference depending on where you are on campus or where you're off, off campus or where you are just in general of possibly how you're going to get home, mm-hmm. right, or what's around you or what's available and different things like that. So I would make sure that my awareness that level is also pretty high um, when possibly going out. Yeah, I think it's most important, especially when you're going out, if you're making plans, to actually make plans make them yeah. like make plans of how you're getting there how you plan on getting home as well as who you're going to be with at all times because you don't want to go out and then have something go awry and that causes a sense of panic you don't want any surprises yeah i think another thing that's important to mention is if and you could probably talk about this more just being a student is the shuttle services that are around mm-hmm. campus um i think that might be just from your own personal point of view on the student's point of view, I think that would be a good thing to talk about. Yeah, um, the shuttles, I don't remember the hours exactly, but I do know on the weekends they're later. I want to say they're like 9 uh, p.m. to like 2.30 or something. They're 9 p.m., I think, to two th- yeah, 2.30. Right. I think that's when one of my friends used to come hang out with us in the evenings, and she would walk to our dorm around like 5, mm-hmm. and then she wouldn't go. Ho- she would go home at like 1 because if she didn't leave around like 1, 1.30 – Especially, that was during the COVID year, so it only had one long route instead of the short routes. So it made it a little bit harder to get home sometimes. So you had to make sure you planned it properly. Right. And also, like, if you're coming back from Jackson, you can go to Northside, and there is a stop at Northside to pick you up and take you to wherever you need to go, West, Creek Crossing, Wolf, anywhere. And there's also an app that you can download to see where the shuttle's location is. And that is called Ride Systems, and it will tell you approximately when the shuttle is going to be at each location. So now that we talked a lot about being safe on campus, 
Um, I like to discuss this since we have you here with us, Mr. Miguel. Mm -hmm. What can we do if something happens? So again, I think of understanding what your resources are or of exactly understanding where you're at is probably going to exactly how you're going to respond. Um, let's say that you're off campus, you might want to call your local authorities and local police, right? Mm -hmm. um, but let's say you're on campus. I mean, the first resource that I'm going to say is, is I'm going to say use campus safety and call campus safety. Um, and you have that number mm -hmm. that was already previously discussed in the podcast here. Um, knowing your resources um, is, is the first thing. Then after that, I think kind of just, um, you know, if you are a bystander and you see something also, kind of just another point is just mm -hmm. like speak up, say something, like do the right thing. Um, but and I no just want to jump in real quick. Even if you're scared to say something because you're worried about losing a friend, just do it. I rather, like, I know me personally, I rather, like, help my friend out and lose them as a friend than have them see, go through something difficult. Absolutely. So, um, going back, um, I, I think that campus safety is a good start, and then kind of just taking things from there. Um, we see things in our office where we get reports and whatnot, and we, we will give uh, campus resources and community mm -hmm. resources to those people that, that, that need those services. And you know, right. I could go on about what services we have, but for the sake of time for the podcast, I think that's better right. that we don't. So, and it's all confidential too. Absolutely, yeah. it's totally confident. It's totally confidential if you're reporting something. Um, it's totally confidential. Perfect. And then on top of that, it's just a reminder that if something, if you ever want someone to talk to and you want that confidentiality, we also have counseling services mm -hmm. here on campus. So counseling services are open Mondays through Friday, from I believe 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Yep. And you can schedule with them at any time. You can call. You can even walk in to set up appointments. It's, I forget the name of the. Cordoris. What is it? Cordoris. Cordoris. It's right near, uh, if you walk past Penn and Susquehanna, it's near those. Yeah. Yeah, I think for the most part, I think. It's I think we just about covered it. So thank you so much for. No problem. I, I think one. It, there's only one other thing that I just wanted to make sure, like uh, that we we went over. And sure. I think that um, I've seen this with students, and I always tell students the same thing as I've talked about awareness beforehand. But if you know, if you're on the phone with somebody else, mm -hmm. and I think that just us as people, we kind of get used to doing this. Is like, okay, I'm on Facetime with somebody, and like I'm walking home, but I still have my AirPods in, or I still have my headphones on. Mm -hmm. I just don't think that's a wise decision. I think that taking those headphones off, being in the moment, listening to the Facetime, actually helps your awareness level right. of understanding what's around you. Exactly. So I think that's just another point that I wanted to bring up real fast. No, I like that when you need to be aware in your surroundings instead of totally just zoned in and on your phone. Yeah, so call a friend, but call your friend on speakerphone. Yep. Not on Google Meet. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you so much. No problem. Thank you so much. For this segment of the podcast, we are joined by the head of campus safety, Ed Bruder, and he is going to be giving you guys some more tips to stay safe when going out. Hi, everyone. Ed Bruder here from uh, Campus Safety, and uh, glad to be here today and talking with you about safety on and off campus. All right, so one of our first things is, what's the best way to reach you guys when you need mm -hmm. help here on campus? All right, well, the best way to call us is to call our dispatch number here on campus. So if you're dialing from a campus phone, it's extension 1314, or 
probably for most of you, you're calling from a cell phone, right? So you're going to be calling our 24-hour dispatch number, which is 717-815-1314. Now, we'll also say if it's a real emergency, you can also call 911, and your county dispatch will dispatch our officers out to you as well. So once again, everyone, that number was 717-815-1314. So next, we're going to talk a little bit more about the Live Safe app, as well as you can get a campus safety officer to like walk you to your car uh, if needed. Yeah, so happy to talk about the Live Safe app. Uh, we've had it a number of years now. So it's a free personal safety app that you can download from the App Store or Google Play. Um, download it. You connect to your organization, which is in this case your College of Pennsylvania and you set up your account and with the LiveSafe app you can communicate easily with our department if you need an escort on campus you can text in to our dispatcher and they can text you back and let you know how long it's going to be before we can get there Uh, there's a safety map that's a feature with the LiveSafe as well if you see something suspicious or you need help with something maybe you're locked out of your room or your car battery's dead and you need a jump start or there's someone who's acting suspicious on campus. Maybe they're walking around a parking lot and they're trying to get uh, in car doors. You know, they're jiggling uh, door handles and stuff. You want to let us know about that. All you need to do is open up that LiveSafe app and you can text those uh, safety tips in for us or request for help. And again, that's going to go to our dispatcher and we can communicate right back to you to let you know what you should do or how long it's going to be before one of our officers can show up and either give you that jump start or or open that door for you. So I definitely recommend everyone uh, download the LiveSafe app because it's great. That's perfect. Yes, thank you very much for that. Um, Also, do you have just any general tips on how students can stay safe currently, especially since we have Halloween weekend coming Mm -hmm. up and everything? Yeah, here's Halloween weekend, right, coming up. So, um, you know, well, first of all, we got some fun events that are happening on campus, so I hope everyone takes advantage of coming down mm-hmm. to Fright Fest and checking out our haunted house because those are going to be good, safe, fun activities that you can participate in. But uh, if you're choosing uh, to go off campus and uh, you know uh, go down Jackson Street and have some fun out there, there's definitely some things that you should keep in mind. The first thing I always tell the students is have good situational awareness. What that means is being aware of your surroundings. Who, who else is uh, out and about and around you? What are they doing? If something doesn't look right or doesn't feel right, um, then that's something you should be paying attention to. And just don't ignore it. Uh, keep an eye on that situation. And if it starts to become a problem, then you want to either call for help or get to some place that, that's safe. Generally speaking, you know, it's pretty safe out there, but let's be honest, we all know and can talk about some things and events that have happened out there. So the most important thing is just being aware of your surroundings. If there's a suspicious vehicle that pulls up, don't ignore that. Pay attention to it. If there's a group of suspicious people walking down the street, well, just keep your eye uh, on them. And, you know, that way you can be ready to, you know, use your most powerful weapon, your brain, to uh, decide what you need to do. To, uh, to make sure that you're, that you're safe. Right, and definitely listen to that gut instinct as well. That's exactly so, right. Mm-hmm. So next, I think we're going to talk a little bit more about the blue lights because you can get an escort for those as well, from my understanding. That's right, yeah. So the blue light phones, we have, geez, we have a whole bunch of them spread out around campus, mm-hmm. main, west, north campus. 
and you can see them really well at night. They're well well lit, uh, very bright LED lights, so that'll tell you where they're at. And now all you have to do is when you approach those blue light phones, it's very simple. There's just one button on the phone. You can walk up, you can hit that button if you need assistance from Campus Safety, and that's going to dial in and you're going to be speaking to our dispatcher. And whatever kind of assistance you need, it could be something simple, like again, uh, you need an escort someplace, or again, maybe your car battery died, or there's a suspicious person that you're concerned with, or you need some type of help. Doesn't matter what it is, if you need to contact Campus Safety, you can walk up to that blue light phone, hit that button, and you'll be in contact with our dispatcher. I think for the most part, that's all we had to ask you, unless mm -hmm. you have anything else you wanna share with us today. Well, I could give a few more tips too about, like you said, it's Halloween weekend yeah. coming up. We know there's gonna be a lot of people going out and about, and uh, besides situational awareness, I think some other things that are really important are to go out in groups. You know, don't go by yourself. Uh, the, the criminals, the bad guys, they're looking for with who they consider to be easy victims, mm -hmm. and that is someone who is by themselves, right? There's safety in numbers. So go out with your friends. It's more fun to go out in a group too, right? So you don't wanna just be out there by yourself. So um, stay on well-lit, well-traveled uh, paths, sidewalks. Don't take shortcuts down alleys just because it's gonna save you a minute or a couple of steps, especially at night. Stay to those well-traveled paths that, that folks can you know, see you from all different directions. Pay attention to your instincts. And when you're at parties, um, we want you to have fun, but we want you to be safe too. One of the things is if you're, you know, if you're having a drink and you put it down and it's unattended for any reason, don't pick it back up later. Uh, make sure you get a new one. You, know, you just never know what can end up in that drink if you're not paying attention to it. So, you know, make sure that you're, you're being safe with that. Or maybe you can give it to a trusted friend who can hold on to it um, Well, you need to do whatever and, uh, and then come back later. So. Um, those are just some, some simple tips, I think, that can help uh, keep people safe this Halloween weekend. We're hoping, again, that everyone has a lot of fun, but also just keep safety in the back of their mind, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, we'll have a really good weekend. Perfect. And where is the office located if people need anything? Yeah, so Campus Safety, our office is open in the, in the morning at 8 o'clock, and we close at 5 p.m. Monday through Friday, and we're located down in Manor Northeast. If you come into the lobby of the Northeast, you'll see our front desk there. And our folks that work the front desk, Lynn and Mike, would be happy to help any students with any questions they have or anything they need from, from campus safety. Perfect, and I think one other thing we wanted to discuss are the shuttles oh, as well yes. as their right. schedules. I did forget about the shuttles for a minute there. Yeah. Well, our ever popular campus shuttles, yeah, we can't leave those out, right? So our shuttles, uh, let's see, now let me get the schedule straight. So Monday through Thursday, they start running at seven o'clock in the morning and they stop running at 1.30 a.m. Then on Fridays, they run it from 7 a.m., but they run a little later, runs till 2.30 a.m. And then on Saturday and Sundays, so we, uh, we don't run during the day, it just runs at night. So the shuttle starts running at 9.30 at night and it runs till 2.30 a.m. Okay. So you're out and about at night and you don't wanna, once you hit campus, if you don't wanna walk, um, you're welcome to stop at one of our seven shuttle stops, jump on the shuttle, at night, you'll need to show your ID, mm -hmm. but uh, we can get you, you know, across campus there and, and save you, save you time, save you a little energy, and get you a little closer to your residence hall, which is also good for for safety. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much for being willing to talk to us today, as You're well. As thank you for all your safety tips. Mm -hmm. Anytime. Very helpful. Thank you. You're welcome.
Stick around to hear about the upcoming CAB events from the Vice President herself, Ava Kenzane. Then listen to an excerpt from Amari Thompson's In a World of Witches and Witchcraft, Are You a Believer? Hello, my name is Ava Kensing. I am the Vice President of the Campus Activities Board, and I'm here to just tell you a couple of the upcoming CAB events that we have where you can stay safe on campus. So this upcoming week, we have Halloween Trivia on October 20, on Friday, October 27th at 9.30 p.m. in Johnson Dining Hall. So come out and test your Halloween knowledge. We have a bunch of fun prizes that you can come and win. Uh, there's also going to be free food at that event. And then the following evening, we will ha be having our annual Fright Fest, which is going to be this year, Saturday, October 28th, from 5 to 9 p.m. in the Penn Beard parking lot. We are also partnering with Campus Safety to feature a haunted house. Each year, we turn Beard Hall into a haunted house, and this year, it will be open from 7 to 9 p.m. There will also be free food, fire pit and s'mores, cotton candy, and popcorn. We're also going to have escape rooms, inflatables, axe throwing, Halloween crafts, lots of fun stuff to do, plenty of time to come and do it. And then our next event will be October 31st. From noon to 2 p.m., we are hosting Halloween Hunt, which is just our trick-or-treating tradition that we do on campus each year. We have a record amount of offices and departments on campus who are participating, so feel free to just walk around during that time, collect some resources, collect some candy, and then the following weekend on Friday, November 3rd, we will be having our annual fall formal from 6 to 10 p.m. at the Yorktown Hotel. Tickets are currently on sale right now at $25 on Eventbrite. Um, you are able to bring one non-YCP guest. We limit tickets to two tickets per person. There will be a salad bar and a buffet. There's going to be dancing. There's going to be music, photo booth, and it's at Yorktown Hotel, which was recently renovated. And actually, um, some of our hospitality students have helped to work on that. So really fun project that people got to do. The following evening on November 4th, we have Glass Gem Luminaries at 3 p.m. in Spartan. And that's just going to be like you have a glass jar and you make your own bedazzle it up put your light on it and then the final event that we are having um for that up uh, for that weekend will be lego bingo at 9 30 p.m in johnson dining hall pretty typical of every bingo we have just legos hope to see you guys there hello this is amari thompson i'm going to be reading an article called in a world of witches and witchcraft are you a believer that i've written and published on the yorkreview.org you should go check it out you may not realize it, but superstitions have been involved within our everyday lives. Things like not to split a pole, brick in the mirror giving you seven years of bad luck, opening an umbrella indoors, and crossing paths with a black cat is a warning from the universe. It makes you think to yourself, well, where did all this come from? Instantly, when witchcraft is brought up, many people think of it starting with the Salem witch trials, but it goes even further than that. Mentions of witchcraft begin within Greek mythology through the tales of Hecate and Circe. Hecate, the goddess of witchcraft, night and moon, was a daughter of Asteria and Titan Perseus. Zeus had given her the power to rule over heaven, earth, and sea, with the ability to give mortals with wealth and blessings if she thought they deserved it. Circe, the goddess of sorcery, was a daughter of Helios and Perse. Circe had the power to transform into other animals whilst working with herbs and potions. Then mortals praised witchcraft for how it could help them when they were desperately in need. Family member fell ill? Witchcraft can help with that. Yearning for more wealth and riches, witchcraft can help with that. 
Although their magic was keeping townspeople happy, all good things must come to an end.